single action of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has wisdom, has hikmah behind it. And so what was the hikmah and wisdom behind Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala creating the human being weak? Here ulama then when they come to discuss this verse and the tafsir and the hikmah and philosophy behind the creation of the human being in this way, they give a number of different reasons, some of which I wish to speak about. One of those that they gave is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala by creating me weak, mentally I'm weak, I'm in need of others. I'm not independent. Physically I'm not independent. Spiritually also I'm weak. By doing so, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ensured that a society could be formed. Why? One of the mufassireen he mentions, he says, look at the animal. If you look at many animals, the mother has a child, whichever animal it may be. Often, very soon after giving birth, that child is able to walk, that child is able to find its own water, that child is able to even find its own food. And what happens? In many cases, you know this better than me, that the mother then will go off somewhere else and the child is gone. They separate from each other. The father is nowhere to be seen. Why? Because there is no need amongst them. The child doesn't need the mother now. As soon as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created the child with strength, now the child can find its own food. Often the child can fly very soon or walk very soon after its birth. And therefore there's no, not a sense of them coming together and sticking together. Whereas for the human being, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala purposely made us weak. That as soon as the child is born, the child is in constant need of its mother and its father and its family. So that what? So that they stay together. So that there is a family. So that there is a community. So that there is a society. And so scholars said one of the reasons that Allah created us weak in the sense that we need each other for survival is so that we have a community. I need you for certain things. You need me for certain things. So that we live together. And this was something that the human being was given, not other, not other creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Why was the human being given this? Because we were created weak. And I always remember when I speak about this idea of the need of one another. I always remember this riwayah of Imam Hussein alayhi salatu wasalam, where he says, Inna hawa'ijannas ilaykum min ni'amillah alaykum. The fact that someone else needs you. You know, often when someone needs something from me, I don't like it, I detest it. This person's always asking, am I the only one that can solve this problem? Often we have this idea. When someone needs something from me, I can solve someone's problems. Often I don't like this. Abba Abdullah said, when someone needs something from you and you can solve their problems, this is one of the bounties of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala over you. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala chose you to be the intermediary through which someone else's problems are solved. And so the human being, the first reason why he was created weak, so that there could be a society. So that each person has need for someone else, they also have need for you. This was the first reason. Other than this, the scholars came and they said, look, we were given an example of someone who was created strong, whose body was created strong, who had strong willpower, look how he turned out to be. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, when he cre created me weak in such a way, he does so with a reason. That when you look at shaitan who was created from fire, 
one of the most detested qualities in the eyes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala was when someone admires themselves, takes themselves to be better than others, and someone has takabur and arrogance. Why? Because certain sins are specific to certain types of people. For example, drinking alcohol, taking drugs. These are sins. But they're only specific to those people that have wealth. A person that can't even fill his own stomach, he doesn't have enough money to fill the stomach of his own family, how is he going to go buy alcohol and drugs, methylen? It's difficult if he's got no money. Certain sins are specific to certain types of people. Certain sins, everyone is susceptible in performing them. Everyone is in danger in performing them. Like what? Like takabbur. If you are young, often you have takabbur and arrogance of your youth. If you are of older age, you have arrogance that I am much older than this person in front of me. They show arrogance. If you have knowledge, often you have arrogance of your ilm. And you see yourself to be superior to others due to this knowledge of yours. If you don't have knowledge, then often they have arrogance of something else, of their wealth. Or the fact that they're more modern than you or more transparent than you, or they understand things better than you. Every group in society was in danger in performing takabbur and admiring themselves. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala purposely made me weak so that when I think that I'm something, all of a sudden I fall unwell. All of a sudden I forget something. You know, when you forget something, Often this is a gift from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. For if I remembered everything, I would become arrogant. How good of a memory is mine? If I never made mistakes, I would become arrogant. Look how strong I am in the work that I do. I never make mistakes. Purposely Allah gave me marad, illness. Purposely Allah made me weak so that arrogance and ujb, self-admiration, wouldn't enter into my heart. And in this regard, Marhum al-Kulayni rahmatullah alayhi mentions a very interesting hadith in his Al-Kafi. Al-Kulayni speaks about Musa Kalimullah. And we have a number of riwayat where we're told that a prophet of God meets shaitan. And I'm sure you've heard of some of these riwayat. Of these is this riwayat of Musa al-Kalim who is sitting. He says on one occasion, shaitan comes to me. Shaitan, when he would come to these prophets of God, often he comes in different forms. We know uh, that shaitan can often take the form of a human being. And many times in the life of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sallam, was a person seen in Medina or in Mecca al mukarramah an elderly man. And they would ask the Prophet of Islam, who is this? And the Prophet of Islam would say, this is shaitan who has come in the form of a human being. So it's possible. Musa salam says, I was sitting on one occasion when shaitan comes up to me. He says, I'm shaitan. He introduces himself. He says, and I wished first of all to send salam and salutations onto you. He said, why? He said, because you have a great status in the eyes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Isn't it strange? Even shaitan knows the status of the infallibles. He says, I know that you have a great status in the eyes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, which is why I wanted to send salam to you. So Musa salam says, Wa salam. Now in this riwayah, the riwayah says the way in which shaitan was dressed. Of course, many of these riwayat are metaphorical. The way in which shaitan was dressed is that he has a hat on his head, which is of a number of different colors. So Shaytan, uh, Nabi Musa asked shaitan, what's this hat on your head? 
He says, this is the way within which I deceive insan. I.e., those different colors are different ways within which I trap the human being. Musa السلام, at that moment in time decides to ask him for advice. Not for himself, for me and you. He says, tell me what is that one trap that when the human being falls for it, when the human being performs this sin, you take over, over, over him completely. Certain things shaitan makes me do, I repent straight away, I'm back close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Certain things that I perform, it becomes very difficult for shaitan then to stop persuading me and taking me away from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So Musa said, what is it that you make the human being do that once he does it, you become in con complete control over him? So shaitan replies, ujb. We have these two terms, ujb and takabbur. Ujb is when I think in my, in my heart, I have this in my heart, that I'm better than others. I'm very good at this. I see my faults to be very small and my good actions to be very big. I see myself to be the best at something. I see myself to be better than others. This was ujb. When this was manifested into my action, it became what? Takabur. Takabur is when I manifest the superiority that I have in my heart, it becomes arrogance. When it's in my heart, it stays ujb, self-admiration, thinking myself to be the best. Shaitan says when I trap a believer with ujb, he begins to think his a'mal are much better than everyone else. And he begins to think that his sins are very small. At that moment in time, I've taken over that believer. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, when he created me weak, is so that I remember, what do I have? This weak body that I have, this weak mind that forgets, this weak nafs that I have, what do I have to be arrogant? And this is one of the reasons why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created, created me weak.